0: Welcome to the Shepherd Psalm week three, where we look at, uh, Psalm 23. And we're reading through W. Philip Keller's book, a shepherd looks at Psalm 23. And so, um, some of the things that we'll talk about in this video are connected to what, uh, Keller wrote and other things that we talk about are, are just our observations as we read some of the scriptures as well. So in week one, we discussed how the Lord is our good shepherd and what that relationship means In week two we looked at the phrase I shall not want and how God supplies our needs last week we looked at how God fulfills the four requirements for us to lie down in green pastures this week is part four he leads me beside quiet waters so let's read Psalm 23 together it says the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Stay tuned for part four. Did you know that camels can go up to seven months without drinking any water? I think that's pretty remarkable because humans can only go about three days or so uh, without water. There's something called a kangaroo rat And it can live almost 10 years, nearly its entire life, without water. Sheep, as the subject that we've been looking at in this book, can go a few months without fresh water. But that's only if they eat enough grass where the morning dew is still on it. However, they still need water. And it's essential for their life and their health. Well, good shepherds know where the water is and even better shepherds put in the hard work to dig watering places for their sheep. Water is life and especially for sheep since 70% of their body is made up of water. If their water supply drops, they begin to deteriorate. We know that humans need water as well, but sometimes we forget we need spiritual water see Jesus referred to himself as living water to the woman at the well. He used the natural water to provide a lesson on spiritual water. The word of God is referred to as water and John chapter one repeatedly tells us that Jesus is the word of God. Jesus's words give us life. They sustain us. They refresh us. And so the word of God is incredibly important because it is water to our life. Well, Keller wrote that sheep become restless when they realize they're thirsty. If they're not led to water sources by their shepherd, they'll go searching for anything to drink. This can lead them to drinking polluted puddles where they pick up parasites. Christians are thirsty for the word as well. It's life to them, but if churches don't preach the Word of God, Christians will go searching for it, often drinking from polluted streams of teaching with pastors who have fringe, quote-unquote, progressive theology. On Facebook this week, a friend of mine posted a picture put out by Grace Point Church, I believe in Nashville, Tennessee. Their post was from February 7th, 2021. And it said this, as progressive Christians, we're open to the tensions and inconsistencies in the Bible. We know that it can't live up to the impossible modern standards. We strive to more clearly articulate what scripture is and isn't. They continued, the the Bible isn't the word of God, self-interpreting, a science book, an answer or rule book, inerrant or infallible. They said the Bible is a product of community, a library of texts, texts, multivocal, a human response to God, living and dynamic. I have to ask myself, the Bible isn't the Word of God? It explicitly says that it is. The Bible is a Product of community Meaning that people just made up the stories To teach morality for future generations My suggestion is Take the name church off of your sign And take the name adjective out of your vocabulary I wrestle with the word of God Not because it's wrong and outdated I wrestle with the word of God Because I'm fallen and fleshly And God's words are life and holy Progressive Christianity is not Christianity at all. It is a polluted stream that is infecting its followers with spiritual parasites where they can't tell what is right and what is wrong anymore. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. It doesn't say, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for relevance, for inclusion, for progressive ideals, but those who hunger and thirst for righteousness will be blessed and filled. It is sad to see so many Christians taking the gospel and changing it to be more palatable more contemporary, more progressive, so as not to offend people. They try to turn the suffering Savior into Buddy Christ. They block out the offensive and radical things that Jesus said in Scripture, taking in just enough of Jesus to believe that they're saved, but rejecting the majority of His teaching. They're searching for salvation without holiness, and righteousness. In short, they're searching for God apart from the word of God, and that is a failing endeavor. Augustine wrote, Thou hast made us for thyself, and our souls are restless, searching till they find their rest in thee. People are hungry and thirsty for truth, and yet, some churches today refuse to preach the truth. Well, the church won't, fi- uh, the truth won't fill a building, and we need the building full to pay our bills. So we got to keep the crowd happy and content. If they feel conviction, they might leave and take their tithes elsewhere. Well, my response is, let them leave. If the truth offends them, then they're not ready for it. Folks, the time is short. We can't afford to placate people and stop preaching the truth because people don't want to hear it. It doesn't stop being the truth because people reject it. It's still truth whether they want to hear it or not. Nothing is more satisfying than spending time in God's Word, in God's presence. This is water. This is life to our soul. It provides rest. It provides refreshment to us. These quiet moments with God sustain us. What we see in the lives of some Christians is that the very thing, this very thing, is the thing they do the least. When tough times hit them, many people run to the bank for a loan before they run to their prayer closet. They try to figure out the solution instead of going to God. The one person, in all of creation that can help us in an impossible situation is the one person we sometimes consult the least if ever god spoke in jeremiah 2 13 my people have forsaken me the spring of living water and have dug their own wells broken wells that can't even hold water in the absence of sound biblical teaching or in the absence of accepting sound biblical teaching People make up their own truths, which resemble the serpent's deception in Eden, more than the truth from God. We must resolve ourselves to to the truth that only Christ can satisfy. Other religions may have truths, but Jesus is the truth. Other things may give a semblance of life, but Jesus is the life. There's a big difference for sheep to get water from the dew on the grass and water from a deep well. When a person is a new Christian, probably all, they, all the nourishment they get is, is surface level. They're learning new things and they're being discipled to understand the basic beliefs of Christianity. They're learning the lessons that other people have learned when they've been saved for a long time. They shouldn't be satisfied with surface-level nourishment anymore. They need to take long drinks from deep wells. They need to spend alone time with God, allowing Him to pour His life into them. If they only drink from other people's wells, other people's walk with God, then they'll never discover the deep places that God wants to take them. I challenge you today, That if you're not walking with God, reading the Bible, praying, and spending time with Him personally, that you start doing that immediately. You will see a tremendous difference in your life, in the ministry opportunities that God places around you, and in your own spiritual maturity. Let's pray. God, our desire is to be the sheep of your pasture, led by you. Our Good Shepherd, help us not be polluted with the broken-down wells that do not find their source in you. Help us desire a deeper and more meaningful walk with you. And give us the discipline to put in the work to grow in maturity in our walk with you. Jesus, increase our hunger and our thirst for righteousness and lead us along those righteous paths. In your name we pray, amen. Well, God bless you. We hope that you have a wonderful week. Our plan is to see you again next Wednesday at seven o'clock for part five. And so please join us. If you missed any past weeks, go check them out. And We hope that it will be a blessing to you. Feel free to leave a comment, send our church an email. Let us know how these uh, videos benefit you and bless you. All right, God bless and have a wonderful week. We'll see you next week.